Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from American Family Field. The game and the series and the results are good. A 7-3 Brewers victory. Welcome in, everybody. As always, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, there's Evan Heffelfinger and the Brewers. Yeah, they button up. A two-game losing streak? Are you kidding me? Where was that? When was this? Oh, that was just a couple of days ago, Thursday and Friday. Uh, They bounce right back and they take the series. And that's what they were supposed to do. That's the funny thing about baseball. You got a big three-game set. Well, I don't know about how big it was. They're all big to a degree. But uh, you have a a three-game set against a Washington national team, which is, uh, quite frankly, not all that good. And you lose the first one, and oh my goodness, the sky has fallen. Now you bounce right back, take game two, take game three, boom, end of story. You take the series, which is exactly what you were supposed to do in the first place. Sometimes the victories in a three-game set, they come uh, not in game one. (laughs) You can always bounce back. Well, let's go back to yesterday. I didn't get a chance to uh, celebrate a big Brewers uh, Christian Yelich day. And it was amazing. And, and you guys, uh, right around 37,000 at American Family Field, I, I was so jealous. I couldn't be there, and I was, I was just a little disappointed that I couldn't get to talk to you guys about it. But Packers coverage and Green and Gold postgame show, they were doing their thing. But yesterday, this was sweet, sweet, sweet first inning off the bat of Christian Yelich. And he drives this one towards right center. Drifting back, still back, and it is gone. Christian Yelich, his first home run here at American Family Field in almost two months. Oh, it gets a little bit better than that. Well, let's hold off here. Let's uh, fast forward yesterday to the eighth inning. Brewers looking for the knockout blow. Sacks packed for Yelly. They've been waiting a long time for Yelly. 
his second of the game. A grand slam. That is uh, truly amazing. And, and I knew a lot of folks in the uh, park yesterday, and they said it was amazing. So we just wanted to button that one up yesterday for you. Brewers then bounce right back the next day today and get a victory. Yelich a part of this one as well. And uh, don't look now, last 11 games, Christian Yelich is hitting 355. Starting to turn the corner, starting to have game-changing swings, and th- that is what we were talking about the last several months. Is where where were those? And now we're finally getting them. You know the the default mechanism for Christian Yelich has been, you know, help doing whatever to help the team win, and he has been doing some of that. We we all know that. You guys watch uh, Brewers baseball day in day out. There are games that he does help this baseball team win. There's a nice play in left. There's a, uh, you know, a base hit in the fourth. There's a, 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 uh, he draws a walk in the seventh or whatever it might be. He has been helping for sure. But that type of help is what we're looking at. And speaking of looking, look out if Christian Yelich is going to get back to being even you know, 80 90% of uh, what he was in 18 and 19 and that is a blessing that the Brewers would certainly take. And it looks like he's on his way for that. Brewers win today 7-3 the final. They take the series. Want to get your reaction here, 414-799-1250. To the decade of the 2000s. And, uh, again, each and every theme weekend, we went through the 70s, went through the 80s, went through the 90s, and now 2000 to 2010. JS Online had, uh, you know, I think last year or something like that, the all-decade team from 2000 to 2010. I'll have that a little bit later on for you. Also, um, Jeff Jenkins was was in the house today, and he's going to stick around the area. He's got another appearance coming up. We're going to talk about that. He's going to be at uh, uh, a home run derby as well as a celebrity softball game. So I'll have details on that coming up. Uh, as we move along in the show, we're going to hear from Craig Council and the Brewers again. Let's see here: seventy-six and forty-nine, twenty-seven games over five hundred. That's a high water mark. Again, they match that twenty-seven over. Honestly, I want to get them to uh, thirty or thirty plus over, and just see if they can take a crack at the all-time best regular season record in the uh, history of the Milwaukee Brewers. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that transpires. Also, with an off day tomorrow, then comes the Cincinnati Reds. And the Reds did win today, those of us that are scoreboard watching. So the uh, lead in the Central at seven and a half games still. Are you a little nervous about that set on Tuesday? I, uh, I would say no. Is Brewers fever catching here as we start putting a big dent into the month of August? And again, if you if you think about that series on, on Tuesday, I know the Reds are still motivated in a wild card race. I know to a certain degree the St. Louis Cardinals are still, and they, they still have a lot of matchups left against St. Louis, the Brewers do. But these two teams are still motivated. And, and however, in terms of the division, you know, they could make huge strides starting Tuesday and really kind of bury the Cincinnati Reds in the division race. Again, seven and a half, even taking two out of three rips off 
well, now with the off day, four additional days off the calendar. That would put him to, let's see, August 26th this Thursday. And even if the Brewers take two of three, that's a one, uh, that's a plus one. They would be eight and a half over the C- Cincinnati Reds with a little over a month to play. I just don't, I, I just don't know if that's possible for the Reds. So the main thing is just look at it day by day, I guess. But as Craig Council said the other day, it's so tempting to look down the line a little bit here, guys. It does. Little flaw in today's game. Uh, Eduardo Escobar uh, left the game to hamstring discomfort is what they're saying. Hamstrings are tricky, as we all know. That's not a good thing, and we'll get an update on that uh, coming up in just a little while. We'll recap the game. Now, they had Jeff Jenkins and Ben Sheets in-house today. And I was thinking about something, and, and Evan Heffelfinger and I were talking about it. If there, w- there was a, a, a bring-back sort of player that you would want brought back in to, I don't know, have a ceremonial first pitch or be a bartender. I know uh, Corey Hart was in bartending uh, just a, a few weeks ago. But who might be that guy? I, the first guy I thought of was Prince Fielder. I would want to see Prince back. And then obvious, the obvious ones are Yount and Molitor. Jimmy Gantner's always in and out of uh, American Family Field. So we do see uh, a little bit of those guys. But maybe more on the obscure side of things, who do you want to see come back just to have a little, I don't know if it's a bobblehead giveaway or not. But, uh, you know, I, m- one of my guys would be Prince Fielder for sure. Um, and, and I have a a few more as well, but, uh, a huge win for the Brewers. They are all huge. And I don't think we should minimize what the, what the crew is going through right now. We shouldn't minimize some of these games. And I know we want to put it into auto control, just put it on, on just automatic pilot and just get this thing done. I, I just don't look at it that way. It's, uh, you, can, you can glean a few things out of every one of these games or series as you move forward. For example, why was Christian Yelich batting late in the game? In this one, up, I think at that time, 7-1. to one. Well, because you want him to. The, the more reps that he gets, the better. You can't play afraid of injury. There are certain times that you want to roll, roll guys back a little bit. But now with that situation, these are all things that you can work on as the season winds down here, the regular season at least. But you still have to stay ramped up to play. Uh, Also, hats off to the uh, crowd over the weekend. It was the Nationals. However, it was the weekend and school on the horizon here and people are going to get back into a little more structured kind of lifestyle. But pretty impressive over the weekend. About 28,000 on Friday, 38,000, 37, 38,000 uh, yesterday, and 33,000 today. Brewers got to be tickled. That's sort of attendance. Evan, have you made plans to catch some baseball in September just in case? And here's the deal sometimes you're at a game and you don't know what a baseball game is going to do for you. You don't know if you're going to see a no-hitter. You don't know if you're going to see someone, you know, knock, you know, six, go six for six or knock in 10 or whatever it might be. But I think we should start looking in advance here a little bit down the line for a celebration that potentially could be at American Family Field. How cool would that be if you grab a couple of tickets in September 
and you target it just right. I don't know where the magic number is now. It seems a little lofty to me. But I, I think if you grab some tickets to have a champagne celebration to win the division, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you should say, hey, again, I'm not here to sell tickets for the Brewers. The Brewers do. If you uh, aren't, you're doing a hell of a job. Yeah, well, the Brewers do a fine job doing that in itself, and that's hats off to the uh, fan base. And again, I go back to one of the most common quotes that I've said in 16 years of doing this show. There is a unique relationship with the fan base and this organization. There's no question about it. It's 100% fact. Okay, but they don't pay me to help sell the tickets, and I've said it before, although they should, but that's okay. Buy a couple of tickets in September so you can be part of that because you don't know what's going to happen after that. You don't know if this is as special as the Milwaukee Bucks run. Do you? Do we? We got to see uh, a common phrase used on this station. We got to see how it plays out. Great analysis. It's also a fluid situation, Tim. It is. It is. But I, I would love to be there. I, obviously, you know, for. <laughs> For business purposes, I, I, I can't be there uh, each and every night. But, uh, hell, who knows? In September, I may just meander in for the first few innings just to say I was there, just to have a presence there in terms of uh, witnessing history on a division-clinching night. So a lot on the table here. If you want to talk some Brewers baseball, uh, as always, we'll certainly welcome you in. Open arms, 414-799-1250. Had the two yelly highlights from Valley Sports Wisconsin as we started out the show. Since we didn't have a show yesterday, uh, Kurt Bankert uh, kind of stole the show on us. But nonetheless, um, we will have uh, our game recap uh, in just a little bit. So stick around for that. Uh, Craig Council on the way. I'm really interested in finding out what the thought on from council is on Eduardo Escobar in a hamstring situation that would hurt guys. And if there is any missed time, they are in need of a right-handed first baseman. David Stearns was on with Euchre for a few innings today. And I thought I heard them talk about, I don't know if you caught this, Evan. I thought I heard them talk about that's the first time Stearns has been in the radio booth ever. Really? He's always on TV. We, we all, right. all know that. He sits and, and raps with uh, B.A. and Rock a few times a year, sometimes even more than that. But I think that's what they were saying, that it's the first time he's been in the booth. He's never been in the booth with Euchre before. Doesn't appear so. Wow. That seems a little weird. Five years? Well, Tim, do you know who happens to be a right-handed hitting first baseman and is also a free I agent? Do. I do. I'm um, well aware of that, dude. Oh, I was talking about me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're hitting 1,000 in high school. Mm-hmm. 799-1250 is the number here. Big win for the Brewers. Are all of these big wins for you? Or is it in cruise control? A lot of people looked at the Bucks situation like that back in January and February. A lot of people said, fast forward to the playoffs. Let's get to it. I disagreed with that at that time. I will disagree in this case with the Brewers. I, I, I think you're sort of cheating yourself out of a lot of fun. Uh, a Yelich Grand Slam yesterday. You have you know, a, a, a win today to take the series. 
I mean, you have Christian Yelich starting to heat up here. It's, there's just a lot of good Colton Wong kind of lit it up today with three knocked in, including his fifth game starting, I will say, a uh, home run. But, I mean, are these games big to Brewers fans? It appears so still. I, it, it, winning doesn't get old. Seven nine nine twelve fifty Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove seven three the final Brewers win the game take the series we'll be right back here on the fan. The game's over and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on the fan. Dial him up now at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Or tweet the show at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Welcome back. 7-3, the final. Brewers win the game and take the series. Another series, another game over 500 at 27. Winning doesn't get old. Are these games big games for you guys? I mean, some people are viewing this as, let's get to the postseason. Let's, let's not forget where we came from here as Brewers fans. I love the fact that these guys are one of the best teams in baseball. Nobody refutes that right now. I think the industry has finally turned the corner here. Enough time has gone by. I'm just having a blast here. And I know a lot of Brewers fans are. Because I don't forget about those years. I don't forget about those seasons, those disappointing losses, the, the meltdowns, the losing streaks, the injuries. You know, the, the loss through free agency, the, pay, the payroll disparity. <clears throat> I don't forget all those things. So on a day-by-day basis to have the Washington Nationals come in and you just expect two out of three. And I did. Despite losing game one on Friday, I expected them to win two of three, and that's ex- exactly what happened. That's the way to look at it and to celebrate each and every uh each and every victory, and we do that here on the post game show for for sure. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, Patrick, you're first up. You're on the fan. What's happening, Pat? Yeah, not much. Thanks for taking my call, Tim. Yeah, it's like just a quick shout out to my buddy Doug and Ashkosh and his daughter Anna and Savannah. With the four of us were at yesterday's game. I'd like to think we were the good luck charm for turning Yelich around, but <laughs> it was a great game and pretty exciting to be How there. How loud was it for that grand slam? No, oh, it was it was it was pretty loud. It was crazy. I wish I could but roll the was, clock back and just do do the post game yesterday. That's that's what yeah. I, wish I know, I could do. like that was my other thing. Like how how are we like how is the Packer preseason trumping the Brewer post game at this time of year? Come on, Tim. <laughs> you asking me that question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, my you know what my answer is. What's that? No comment. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but anyways, like, how about, like, uh, you were mentioning who would like to bring back for an all-decade team? How, how about number eight as a player at first base? <laughs> Good with, one. Uh, with 40 games left or 35 or whatever it is. They need a right-handed first baseman. I'm telling you, it, and I haven't heard word on, on Escobar yet, and I'm, I'm wishing the best, and hopefully there's just discomfort and that's all, and he'll need a, he's got an off day tomorrow, maybe another day or two, and he'll be fine. But what if not? What if not? Right. What if there is that, that, that void in there? Okay, so you can pick Keston Hira or Ryan Braun. There's your right-handed hitting first baseman. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I texted my buddy. Like, does this mean we're going to bring bring Keston back, or or what's the deal? But I think uh, one interesting thing, Tim. I don't know. I didn't really hear a mention of it today, but I looked at the daily transactions, and it showed Vogelbach back on the sixty day IL. Yeah, but that's just a that's a roster manipulation. They can they can uh, activate him anytime they want. I, I okay. believe that's my understanding. He is past sixty days, so yeah, any yeah. day that they want to activate him, they can. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't know if that started over and it was like he was done mm-hmm. now for the year or what. So, but they've already got that guy in Rowdy. I mean, okay, yeah. Desperate times, desperate measures. If you have an injury there to Escobar, and if that's the guy you know you know you want to go with, I, I, uh, I would say that he'd be a bonus that he would make the team better as opposed to, you know maybe maybe Keston Hira. But I mean you have a clone there. You have left-handed pop at first base. Both of them, eh, okay, maybe average defensively. So you know they're, they're, you've got two of them there if if, if you have to go that route. Right, right. I, my last comment was about I'm glad. I I really think Ashby's up here to stay now. I think, and he's got some really good movement on his on his pitches. And I really I think you know going forward, and we kind of look forward to maybe a postseason run to see him into that sixth and seventh inning role if need be. He got out of a nice jam. He got himself into and out of a jam. Patrick, thanks for the call, man. Um, that that's the impressive thing. Hit 99, too. Yeah. That's the impressive thing. And and I'll tell you, rewind the clock back to 18. Look what Woody and Burns did out of that bullpen. I think their hope is that he is identical to what they did then. Now, they were, they were outstanding. But it looks his stuff, guys, and again, sometimes you, know, you don't want to look way down the, down the line here. That dude's going to be in a rotation with Woody Burns and Peralta. I mean, think about that. Ah. <laughs> that's just that's just great news in, in Brewerland here, that's for sure. 799-1250. Kenny, uh, beer count Kenny, we call him, in West Bend there. All right, Hold so on. we already – we already Go. Ready? Yep. Ah, <laughs> My favorite that. song. N- number I, 10. I'm going to guess. That's 10? 10. It's a okay, I was going day. eight. I was going eight. Evan, what was your guess? Twelve and a half. Yeah, I'm right around there. Okay. I was uh, I was barbecuing today, pork chops. So I, uh, you know, you, you eat a few, and then you know you can't drink <laughs> as many. You got to let everything settle down. So that's just you how bet. it works. But uh, there's still yet. Uh, I got a cooler full, so it's early. Uh, nevertheless, uh, there's a couple of things. So uh, there's two things that are actually chafing my backside. One. I don't. The last caller hit on it too, and and I know that because you work here, you have to deal with what they tell you. We don't care about Packer preseason post game. We're in the middle of a damn World Series run. What the hell's going on? The reason I truly believe that the stadium hasn't been packed yet, a sellout. Nobody's talking about them. The media barely talks about them in this town. It's crazy. You turn on the TV, you might get a minute, maybe maybe a minute and 30 seconds. This team's destined to go to the World Series. We hardly ever hear about them. I, I just don't get it. Now, you get north of town, and that's all you hear is Brewers. You get north of Oshkosh. My friends came down from Ashland this weekend, 16 of them. They were here for the games all weekend long. I took them down 
one of my good friends to meet Mr. Antanasio on Friday night. That guy lost his mind. These people were nuts for the Brewers. But we're just not seeing that. We just don't have that enthusiasm yet. And this team is destined for a World Series. Now, there's two other things that I want to say. Why aren't we talking enough about Hunter Strickland? This kid can pitch. Yep. Ashby, yeah, he may have some good stuff. But I want to see more Hunter Strickland. He's the a closer that ahead. they go to first. If you notice that, Kenny, he's I, been I, the closer lately that in a big, big spot to transition to their guys, you know, the suitors and then cousins and box yeah. and Williams. He's the guy that shuts that game or shuts that offensive threat down in the third, fourth or fifth inning. He's been a tremendous help this year. I've got a funny feeling that if this is going the way I think it's going to go, he's going to be the guy that you're going to see in the sixth and seventh inning in the playoffs. Okay. Because their starters are going to go five and six innings. So you're going to start to see more Hunter Strickland. I, I just love the way this kid pitches. In terms of Yelich, you know, because you didn't get an opportunity to talk about him, the one thing I've been telling my friends about Yelich is the reason he hasn't hit well since he's come back. Remember, people, it's, it has nothing to do with his back. Don't get that out of your mind. He broke his kneecap. When you watch him swing at Tim, you you know, you have to have people go back and, and, and take a look at mm-hmm. the last, um, I don't know, three or four months. He's backing out all the time. You know what he did this weekend? He strided into the ball. When he was yeah. striding into the ball, he's ripping it. I think that once he gets over the fact that that ball could potentially hit his kneecap again, he's past it. And, I, and clearly I could see that yesterday and today. He was striding into the ball. He wasn't, like, leaning back, like, trying to hit outside pitches, per se, almost as if he was in a defensive swing mode. No, he was aggressive. That's the Yelich that we know from 18 and 19. He's driving once the we, ball. Yeah, once we see that more and more, and he's actually stepping into it, not away from it, this kid is going to light it up. And people, Brewer fans, get out to the damn park. Sell it out. Because if yeah. you're not on board now, you're not going to be on board. And I don't want to see you there in September or October. <laughs> Just stay home then. All right, but I want Kenny, to see the- enjoy I- your beers. I'm going to be joining you in that, that beer tipping thing in about an hour. So, All right, Timmy. And we've right. got to still get out to do them. Deal. All right, take it easy. 799-1250. You mentioned Hunter Strickland there. This is what's too bad with, with Rob Manfred, uh, Major League Baseball, and the Players Union. This is what this is what's bad. This for it, this specific situation, the way Craig Council manages a bullpen, this three batter minimum is is really, I think, a liability for the Milwaukee Brewers. I do. I wish that 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 would just go away. And and the essence of that was, you, you want to capture the essence of the rule. The essence of the rule was to um, make the games go by a little bit quicker then why is Juan Soto allowed in this series this weekend simply because he fouls a pitch straight back and he misses a good one that he knew he should have hammered, gets the permission to take a Sunday stroll for 16 seconds? Why is that allowed, but you change a strategy portion that Craig Council is extremely good at, and that's managing a bullpen? That just doesn't make sense to me. That's, that's, it's not consistent. It's too ambiguous. You let these guys take a Sunday stroll because they're mad at themselves for fouling a pitch off. Can I put on my tinfoil hat? Does it still have something to do with small market, big market? 
you know, and, and maybe that's okay. You could be onto something because sometimes the AAA uh, back and forth has to be done a little bit more in small markets. Is that what you're referring to? Because they, they, they have to go back and forth. They, they have to seize the moment in some of these matchups and some of these players with their roster, some of the injuries. Whereas the other, the big market teams, the big names, they can absorb a hit. Well, that and the three batter minimum. I feel like that was a rule that was created just to stop Craig Council. But he's so good of a manager that he can get over that. He's still working around it, but that does hamstring his expertise a little bit. It really does. And and the effort was not for the integrity of the game. That that wasn't what that rule was all about. That rule was all about the pace of play. And so the pace of play, if if you're going to look at it in that regard, then you could got to look at it with all of it. You got to look at it with these wants. So I'm not saying some of the Brewers aren't guilty of of taking too much time with a bat in their hand because some do. Brawny was one. Felt the need to tighten up his batting gloves every time he he fouled the ball off. Again, you have to be consistent on this. Let's get one more in here uh, before the break. Seven nine nine twelve fifty to Todd. Todd, you're next on the fan. Howdy, boys. Hey, uh, Timmy, yeah, I was at the uh, the game yesterday, and actually um, I went with my wife and uh, for our anniversary, and she surprised me. It was really cool, man. We had uh, uh, third row seats and second row. Oh, one. man, nice. Yeah, it was, it was you know, it, it was on the uh, uh, on the, 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 the Washington side, but it was so cool. And I wanted to come, you know, it was so loud because they had to close the roof because the rain was coming through. And... Uh, when Yelich, the first home run was just, it was just electric, you know, and, and it was so cool. And then the grand slam was just out of hand, you know, because it was so loud. And and what I wanted to comment about uh, on Yelly is he, you know, seeing him up close like that, it's like he approaches every bat. He could have he been hitting his 50th home run versus, what, his sixth or seventh in his uh, his look uh, and everything is, was the same. It would, he just, you know, I look at a lot of the intangibles about the team, and, and it was just, he, it was the same, no matter what, if he would have hit that or, or he hit no home run. Is Yellich back? I think Yelly's back. I really do. And, you know, one thing, uh, Timmy, that I, I know I'm going to go against the grain on this, I don't want to see Bronny come back. I think it's going to screw with the chemistry, and I think that if he comes back, these guys may think that they're not good enough. But they okay, but but enough. but what what about if if I play the what if game? And again, we'll get an Escobar update uh, in a second here. Yeah. Um, but what if it's a four to six week hammy strain? But wouldn't oh, it they, wouldn't it not disrupt chemistry if Braun was actually looked at as kind of the, the guy that comes into the rescue instead of just kind of entering and just playing a part here and, you know, being, being uh, integrated back into the team and possibly, as you said, upsetting the chemistry and things like that. Maybe if he's viewed as uh, to the rescue sort of thing, yeah, I'll help out. Yeah, this maybe. but you know what, you know, in today's day and age, uh, you know, Paul, uh, uh, team stuff has changed completely, you know, you know, I hate to say it, but you know the manager always has the the the, uh, the upper hand and, and the say so, just like the GM. 
But maybe they need to kind of go through the clubhouse and say, hey, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? They might have. You know, maybe they have. You know, but there's guys that that have never played with them that, you know, may be intimidated by them. But, you know, guys like Yelly and and Kane and, you know, some of the other uh, uh, Pena, some of the other uh, uh, long-termers may say, yeah, bring him back. He's a cool dude. Or maybe he has been in the clubhouse talking with them. I hope that's it. But uh, if that's the case, then then yes. But otherwise, if it's out of desperation, yeah, boy, I don't know. That's a, that's okay. a tough call. All right, gotcha. Todd, you got a hell of a woman there. Uh, anniversary yeah, and third-row Brewer tickets for that type of game. Wow. Right, <laughs> that's cool. Right, yeah. she's, a, she's beautiful and she's super cool. That's just you, Excellent. you don't find that. All right, Todd, we'll talk, we'll talk again. Enjoy the off day tomorrow, 799-1250. Evan, it, it appears we're doing a Brewers uh, 9-6 victory postgame show, doesn't it? I'm fine with that. I, <laughs> I get to take all the credit for Yelich being back. We yes, get you to do. break down a really fun win that was the longest game in American Family Field history for nine innings. What is the loudest... You've been at at Miller Park or American Family Field. Oh, that's moment. tough. I think for me, because I've I've been very lucky to have gone to a, a lot of big moments in my life. I think the biggest one for me though was Yelich's home run in. I think it was inning one of Game Seven of the NLCS against the Dodgers. Okay, that I thought the stadium was coming down. Mine was now I I wasn't there for the uh, brawny home run against the Cubs. Um, I can only imagine what that had been like. That had to be extremely loud. Um, the, some of the CC Sabathia uh, finishing touches on a complete game that had to be super loud. I, I can only say that you know, the moment for me. Um was game one in 08 of, uh, against the uh, game, th- I should say game three in 08 against the Phillies. Dave Bush on the hill, believe it or not. That was the loudest I've ever heard. I think it's the loudest I've ever heard a Brewers game at home, whether it was County Stadium or, or the New Park. I say the New Park, it's over 20 years old already. Um, but it was Dave Bush, the first out recorded was a comebacker to him, and they had these thunder sticks. I guess these the blow up little thunder sticks, and it wasn't those that made the noise. It was deafening loud. Recording that out, the the, the first playoff pitch uh, in 26 years at home. That to me was the loudest. But I, you know, I let's let's play that grand slam highlight from yesterday one more time, and just just. How you guys just went crazy. I'm so jealous of, what, 37,000 that were in there yesterday. This had to be just just outstanding. Hammered! Deep right center! That's crazy. That's Listen crazy to that loud. Now, I, I will say this, too, and, and before the break, we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. Uh, we'll, we'll make some room for you. I know, I know that I threw a lot at you today and just kind of a, 
uh, a buffet-style postgame show today for sure. 799-1250. I will say this. Oh, uh, yesterday's game, today's game. And, and I don't say this because I like the guy. This is just a business uh, perspective from me. Uh, being in the broadcast industry for 33 years, Jeff Levering is a superstar. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, we're, we're so lucky to have B.A., guys like Euchre and B.A. and some of the uh, guys that have been in the booth with Euchre over the years, uh, years including Pat Hughes and, and, and some of these other guys that just, you know, Matt LaPay to hear him call a TV game. They're, they're outstanding broadcasters. They really are. So Tyler Barnes, in that regard, is, is making the right hires. Uh, my ears tell me. But I will also say this. To hear levering on the TV, I think the voice throws much better on TV, and that is just the presence of his voice. He he reminds me of a younger. Now I know you guys are going to go crazy on this because you don't like what he says, but how he sounds and his delivery, levering sounds to me like a young Joe Buck, and we all know that Joe Buck is a tremendously uh, successful broadcaster. I agree, but, but keep keep your eyes on levering. He is an outstanding television broadcast he's a very good radio broadcaster don't get me wrong but the tv side of things there's something special with with him and and so ba look out because i mean the valley sports wisconsin and the brewers have two good ones go ahead evan well one of the things that joe buck does the best and i do think that i mean i grew up hating him because i was told to hate him and that he hated my teams of course Mm -hmm. and as i've gotten older and i've respect i've just watched him he is so good at the job. He might be one of the best in the business, but one of the yeah. best things he does is in a moment like that, he lets the game play out. He lets the crowd take over. He lets the moment set in before he even says anything. And that's exactly what Jeff Levering did in that yeah, call. Did. And I think that is perfect. Let that moment ring out. We all know there's nothing that you could say right there to make that moment any better than it was. Let Yelich get his time let the crowd you know go into your ears and you you're cheering yourself probably you let the moment breathe is is what you do you just you just let it breathe and you let it just the you let the atmosphere take over and and it is a virtue for some of these broadcasters they they try and do too much or sometimes in a case of uh and I like the guy but Len Casper his TV stuff with the Cubs. Dude, can you talk a little bit? <laughs> there was just always silence. There'd be a minute and a half of silence. All right, 799-1250. If you want to jump in here, still a lot to get to. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, we all just gather here to talk some Brewers baseball. After a Brewers successful weekend, they won today 7-3, 9-6 yesterday. And they're now 27 games over 500. Council and more coming up here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 
Well, wrapping up a couple of games on the postgame show here today. 9-6 yesterday, 7-3 today as they take the series. And uh, still getting your reaction, 7-9-9-12-50. As uh, we'll get to Craig Council here in just a second. Uh, let's go to uh, Brett. Brett, you're next on the fan. Hey, Tim. Uh, good series win. As long as we can keep doing that, um, this division should be wrapping up here shortly. I got two things for you. One, um, I thought Kenny's call was perfect. I agreed with almost everything he said. And, you know, it's time. It was really distant. I know it's out of your control. You don't have to comment on it if you don't want. But it was really disappointing to tune in yesterday and, and to hear Packers post game after a preseason game. Um, over this Brewers team. Um, what you guys do here on your post-game show is fabulous. And, um, you know, the the Bucks kind of – the Brewers in, in June and July didn't get a lot of coverage in, around here because the Bucks obviously were taking the spotlight and then they deserve the spotlight. But it's time to give the Brewers a spotlight over the Packers. Um, and, you know, I you know, the three shows during the day, I, there was a lot of Packers talk that, that last week, and that was disappointing. But the other thing I got for you is, um, you know, it really, as long as we don't get swept by the Reds, as long as we can get out of these next three games with a six-and-a-half game lead, um, I feel really confident. And the only two things that I'm looking for the rest of the season are, one, um, Christian Yelich, I mean, we've talked about it before. He, he has to be the MVP guy, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And the last ten games, he's he's looking a lot better. I'm not, I'm not saying he's back. I'm not. There's still some concerns of mine, but he's looking a lot better. And then the only other thing is, is um, you know, I know a lot of people were upset with the six-man rotation. And they get upset with Council pulling his guys, but we need our big three. So obviously, we're the reason we're here is because Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, and we need those three. Obviously, that's an mm-hmm. understatement for a playoff push. And I think the only thing that's going to hold us back from making a deep, deep playoff run is one of the or one or two of those three faltering down the stretch and Yelich and injuries I think if they're healthy they'll be fine but I mean the last two starts maybe it's just a blip in the radar hope that is but the last two starts Woody's looked a little tired to me and obviously I know I just saw on Twitter that Freddie played catch today they're optimistic but Burns Peralta and Woody they've never pitched this much in their career and we mm-hmm. need those guys to. At some point, we're not going to have a six-man rotation in the playoffs. So, there's a, next couple of weeks, Council's going to kind of take the leash off these guys, and I just hope they've got enough stamina to get through October. So, yeah, and I think so you, I you mentioned. Yeah, all right, Brett, great stuff. Um, you, you mentioned Woody there, and and he is trending in the wrong direction again. I we all fully trust him for sure. Won't surprise me if he gets a little recess break of a 10-day. It's just not going to surprise me. And if that's going to happen, I, I think it will be shortly after this series against Cincinnati. I, I think this might be a tipping point. You mentioned, yeah, the, the you know, you, you lose the series, but you take a game against Cincinnati, they'd be six and a half up on the Reds. How about the other way around? Just win two of three at home. I mean, you expand it to eight and a half, and boy, that's going to be tough. That's, that's just going to be too tough. All right, let's get uh, Brian in here. Brian, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Brian? Yeah, I, I was at the game today and yesterday, and I today I had front row Amy tickets. You had what kind of tickets? I had front row Amy tickets. Oh, nice. oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm kind of upset with the bars because I went, like, in June or July to the bar and – they didn't have the brewery game up on the uh, volume. 
So that made me mad because they, do, they don't mind putting on the volume for Packer games, but they don't put it on for the Brewer games. <laughs> they uh, they will. They mm-hmm. they will. They they won't have a choice. I mean, it, it'll be. It, it'll be coming here. And, and, and it's okay if people catch on a little late. Brian, thanks for the call. I know you're always into it. You travel to see some Brewers games. That's cool. But I will say this. Kenny made a comment, and Kenny's getting a lot of run on this show today. Uh, Kenny made a comment that, you know, there's no room for you or whatever, or bandwagon jumpers. I think he was alluding to that. I disagree with that part of that call. I, the more the merrier. So you're a little late Especially jumping Especially as a small the- market. Yeah, this, so you're a little late jumping on to the Brewer run here. It's okay. I mean, that's fine. We'll, I got open arms for you. It, we'll, we'll be talking Brewers baseball all the way down the stretch here into the postseason. You know, there's some, uh, there's some sporadic days off that, uh, that are going to hit me here shortly. But, um, you know, I'm ready for the stretch just like you guys are. And I think the rest of the market will be and the rest of the state will be. There's no question. They're, they're a special, it's a special run so far. I mean, if you were to sum up this season thus far, it is a special season already, and it could get even more special. It's looking like it will, but again, I, that's just to each their own. I get it. I follow. I would follow every pitch or as many as I could anyway, even if I didn't do this show. Evan, you don't do every show with me, but I know you're all over. Every game, every inning, every situation that you can possibly observe. Yeah, even if I don't get to watch the game, I'm still checking my phone constantly every couple mm-hmm. innings to see what the pitch count is at, how many hits, how many left on base, how many times has Christian Yelich gotten on base. This yep, team yep. is my life right now, basically. It, yeah, and and people are going to do uh, – they're, they're going to, uh, I guess, follow, uh, jump on at, at their own – at their own pace. And that's okay. And it's that's great. Okay. Look at what happened when 200,000 people jumped on the Bucks bandwagon. That was awesome. The entire city celebrated. I'm fine with that many people jumping on at the end. It, yeah. We're all celebrating the same thing, and that's what matters. There's no need to gatekeep a professional sports team. Everyone is welcome. Yeah, yep, yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's get you a, a game recap here as the Brewers do get a 7-3 to victory in Game 3 of the three-game set. Adrian Hauser took to the hill for the first time since August 3rd, a leadoff walk for uh, Hauser, then a fielder's choice, uh, almost a double play. Next hitter, Soto, they did get the double play, and Hauser uh, gets out of that uh, leadoff walk. Didn't take long for the Brewers to take the lead. It was for the fifth time Colton Wong leads off the Brewers' offensive side with a home run. Hadn't seen a ton of lefties in the beginning part of the season. Now nothing but lefties. This one hit out towards right. Wong gives it a ride. one nothing Brewers. Another leadoff home run for Colton Wong. Yeah, the Brewers did go on uh, a couple of more base hits. Uh, Adamas and Yelly followed that up, but a big double play uh, off the bat uh, of Escobar. But some damage done. Uh, it was uh, one zip lead into the second inning. Hauser, another leadoff walk in the second. But after a big strikeout, uh, leadoff walk erased on another double play. So Brewers uh, flashing some leather early in this one. A couple more base runners uh, for the crew in the second. 
Uh, Urias with a leadoff base hit. One out later, Manny Pena with a base hit. Hauser, a bunt. And here's where I know the Brewers fans are into it. On the sacrifice bunt by Hauser, you guys went crazy at the game. Just because that's a knowledgeable, intelligent sort of observation collectively by thousands of people to see that Hauser, just a beautiful bunt to move the runners over. It was cool to hear. really was. Um, but they don't score in that into the third inning. One zip leadoff man on again for the Nats, a hit by pitch this time, but after a, a fly out and a strikeout base hit by Lane Thomas, who else that dude, they couldn't get him out this weekend runners at the corners with two outs. Uh, Thomas goes to steal, uh, during, uh, the next day B and it glances the throw glances off his helmet and a run does score right there. That tied the game at 1-1. Hauser then uh, cleaned things up with a little comebacker. 1-1, bottom of the third. Two-out walk to Avi in that third. But uh, to no avail uh, into the mid-portion of the game. Hauser, trouble and traffic in the fourth inning. Uh, just under 70 pitches, 68 pitches after getting the first out on a flyout. Consecutive singles put runners at the corners with just that one out, and Council goes to his bullpen. Again, you can save a game or you can hold a game early. Council has said that for years. And Hunter Strickland has been, has been that sort of that guy at times this year. And he comes in uh, trying to bridge the gap. It was clear that Aaron Ashby was going to get some work in. He's trying to bridge it over to the Brewers' left-hander. Gets a huge strikeout to Carter Keboom, and... Uh, Strikes out Adams, Hunter Strickland, big, big spot right there to hold it at 1-1 into the bottom of the fourth inning. Brewers make it pay off in that fourth inning. A two-out walk to Manny Pena. JBJ then uh, pinch uh, pinch hitting in the pitcher spot, draws a four-pitch walk himself, and it's set the table for Colton Wong. Down the right field line. For bases for Colton Wong. Pena's in. Here comes JBJ. He's in to third Wong. Two run triple. It's all Colton Wong here this afternoon. Yeah, sure is right there on Bally Sports Wisconsin. You're halfway. You got the two tough ones to this cycle done, Colton Wong. A homer and a triple right there. Three to one. Ashby enters the game into and out of trouble in the fifth. One out base hit followed up by a Lane Thomas double. Will you stop it, Lane Thomas? Former Cardinal. Wow. Second and third, just the one out. This was huge for Aaron Ashby, guys. This this is the situation you want to see him in right now because down the stretch, he could really be very similar to what uh, Woodruff and Burns were in 2018. You know, they're destined to be starters, but in that case, they were out of the pen. And so you want to see him challenged to get out of big spots like that. A huge strikeout to Escobar, then a walk to Soto to get to Josh Bell, and he bounces out to end that inning. That was a big spot for Aaron Ashby. Two out walks again for the Brewers in that fifth inning. As uh, the game stays right there, three to one into the sixth, the Brewers are looking for some knockout blow in the sixth inning. Leading off the inning, Manny Pena is hit by a pitch. Rowdy Telez, Rowdy, Rowdy, but he strikes out. A walk to Colton Wong, 
a walk to Willie Adamas, and it loads him up for Christian Yelich. Really, you're not going to go back-to-back games with a Grand Slam. Well, the answer to that is no, but it did play a couple of Brewers runs. One, two. Swing and a bouncer, first base, fair ball, step on first for one throw, home, it's wide! One run is in, here comes Wong, he scores! To third, in time, and safe as Adamas. Yeah, get that ball in play. There it is. He does get credited with one RBI. Brewers extend their lead, two runs in. That, that made it 5-1. Uh, to one. Avi then with a walk after that, it brought up uh, Escobar. Avi steals second. Escobar gets it in play, but a great defensive play. Throws him out at first, and he comes up lame a little bit there. An update in minutes on that. Uh, stick around for that. Uh, well, in, in that inning, they, they do do some damage in that six. Three walks, a hit batter, a stolen base, an error, no hits in the inning. But they get two runs, 5-1 to one, into the seventh inning. Uh, Escobar removed from the game as uh, Boxberger uh, enters the game. And he goes 1-2-3 with a uh, pair of punch-outs. He's been amazing. 56 appearances for Brad Boxberger. Special seasons, special stories, and that's one of them. Brewers, some insurance in the bottom of the seventh inning. Leadoff walk to Luis Urias, and Lorenzo Cain has been striking the ball well, and it finally pays off today. The contest was four hours and 18 minutes, the longest nine-inning game in this ballpark's history as Cain drives one deep into left center field, way back, Lorenzo Cain! A two-run blast. It's 7-1 Brewers. 7-1, to one, they extended. Hobie Milner is in to pitch the eighth, uh, eighth inning. He gets through that, uh, but then runs into some trouble in the ninth inning. They played a couple of runs. They got to go to Josh Hader. He locks in a save. That was a save situation. 26 of 27 save chances for the Brewers left-hander and a Brewers victory. Right there, all the highlights on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Let's get to uh, Craig Council after this one. We'll get an update on Escobar as well. Craig, how do you think uh, Adrian looked his first time back after a, a layoff? I thought Adrian did a nice, really nice job. I thought, um, um, you know, he didn't, there was no rust there at all. I thought he was really good. Um, we got him to a, to a number of pitches that I thought was, we thought was, uh, you know, practical uh, to both get us into the game and then build him up for kind of some normalcy as we move forward. So I, I think it was, you know, the, the, the hits were, you know, of the kind of ground ball squibber variety. And I thought it was a good game. How big are those two strikeouts that Hunter was able to get behind Adrian? And then was the idea just to try to get Ashby a couple uh, a clean inning to start to get him going? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, you know, we were kind of just playing the game as we saw it. And that was a good spot. I thought Adrian was kind of at the limit of just, you know, tiring a little bit there could you know there could be he he was adamant he felt good but I thought it was a stage where he could get tired right there and um you know it was a good spot for for Hunter with the two right-handers so it just it just kind of worked um and fit um and Hunter did a great job with it Craig any update on Eduardo uh just that we're gonna go get an MRI tonight um that's it yeah 
Greg, we've seen in, in recent years, obviously, the way you've used pitching prospects and sometimes prominent relief roles. Um, what, what did Ashby show you today? We saw a 99 on the board in his two innings. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, I, as, you know, Ash has basically been a starter for the most most part. Um, we had some shorter stints a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, as we kind of look forward and into this next month um, and look at ourselves at hopefully, you know, as close to full strength as we can as we move forward, I think, you know, it probably fits more in the bullpen for, for Ashby, but I think there can be a role. Um, so I think it's important to see it. I think it's important for him to do it, to experience it, um, to have some success at it. Um, you know, I don't think there's any question about the stuff. This, you know, we, the stuff is, you know, I, I think we all see that. Um, and I think it's at moving forward. He's there's, he's just inexperienced and he needs experience. And today was a great day for that. I thought he, you know, he, pitched out of a jam in his first inning that was, you know, he, he pitched well in the first inning, just had to pitch out of a jam. He pitched around Soto and, and made good pitches to Soto um, and then made really good pitches to Josh Bell. So I, I thought it was a very productive outing for him. It was, it was, gives him some confidence um, if this is what he's asked to do. And um, he showed some savvy out there going through, going through an inning that's very likely to happen to him. We've been asking a lot about uh, Christian, but what what do you think Lorenzo getting him really really going at the plate here down the stretch would do to kind of lengthen and lengthen out your lineup? Yeah, I mean, I, we I want everybody to hit. So uh, Lorenzo had a big home run to extend the lead today, and um, I think that's important. I think you know what's a little you know what the the, the you know, just the dark side of today is that we might have lost another player to injury. Um, and that's, we lost two players this series, unfortunately. Greg, that aside, offensively, you got to be pretty happy with just the, the volume of quality of bats and just the number of runs you put up on this team. Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, especially with their bullpen, we just, we made the bullpen throw strikes. Their bullpen's got some guys with pretty good stuff. It's, but but they, you make them throw strikes and we, we did a good job of making them do that. And eventually you break through, um, you know, with some runners on base. So that's what we did. I thought we did it well the last two days for sure. Um, and that's, you know, it was part of beating this team is what you got to do to them. I think we know the answer to this already, but we'll ask Is that gone now? Sorry, can you yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, there's a bunch of garble going on there. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Tom trying to get on the call. <laughs> He's trying on his cell phone. <laughs> uh, just want to ask you about the Red Series coming up, Craig. You know, uh, last time you guys are going to see them, they're obviously going to go all out against you guys. Is it just another series from your vantage point, or how do you view it? Yeah, I mean, it's the next series, so it's – it's uh, you know, it's the next challenge in front of us. And, um, you know, we take it as that, uh, they're, they're interdivisional team. They're the team that's closest to us. So it's, it's the next challenge and, um, you know, we'll tackle it like that. Anything else? Craig, one quick one, since we didn't get you this morning, um, is Freddie kind of back to activity and are you still pretty optimistic about him? 
Yeah, I mean, Fr- Freddie played catch today, uh, so we're back throwing, um, which is a very positive sign. So, you know, he's, let's see, he started on Wednesday. You know, that's Thursday, Friday, he took three days off of throwing. So I, I think that's, you know, we all recognize that's a very good sign. Um, and he felt great today playing catch. So he's going to play catch again tomorrow. Um, and we'll progress from there. But uh, a, a positive day for Freddie, for sure. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. There he is, Craig Council. It didn't sound good about Escobar. I will say that, that they lost another player due to injury. That did not sound good. So we'll have to, you know, wait and see. And, and the off day tomorrow may, uh, you know, may provide some more information. ABC audio video play of the game. He had already hit a solo shot in the bottom of the first. His next time up, a couple of runners aboard. Have a day, Colton Wong. Down the right field line. Extra bases for Colton Wong. Pena's in. Here comes JBJ. He's in to third Wong. Two run triple. It's all Colton Wong here this afternoon. There's something pretty cool about seeing a, a triple in Major League Baseball, isn't there? There's a highlight on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Uh, it is our ABC audio video play of the game. We'll take a break here. Come right back. Go inside the clubhouse. Also, you want to? They had a, a decade uh, theme weekend again. The all decade team of the two thousands, early two thousands. I've got that for you. And speaking of which, you want to see the likes of a Bill Hall or a Jeff Jenkins? They're going to be in your area. We'll have that for you coming up as well. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 7-3 final today, 9-6 yesterday, and an off day tomorrow. Brewers uh, 75 and 49. Is that right? 76 and 49. Yes. Yes. That's a little more like it. Yes. Hey, you miss one day and things get a little sideways on you. 76 and 49. They take the series, and, and as I said, an off day tomorrow, and then a three game set at American Family Field against the Cincinnati Reds. Seven-and-a-half game lead, if you're wondering. Reds did win today, so that stays right there. Also, uh, theme weekend uh, over this weekend, as you notice, Ben Sheets and Jeff Jenkins and uh, the likes of uh, who was the best lineup of that decade, 2000 to 2010. You might be surprised. I'll have that for you coming up in a little bit, and you want to see the likes of a Bill Hall or a Jeff Jenkins or a Jeff Cirillo, I've got just the plan for you. That's on the way as well. But right now, Lorenzo Kane doesn't get enough love right now. I, I think he's, you know, they just tuck him there in the seven or eight hole, depending on, on the, uh, the catching situation. But he's been putting the ball in play. I think his, his numbers uh, should be a little bit better, but he's hit into some hard outs as of late. 
after missing a couple of months of the season, he's starting to come around, guys, and I could see him leading the charge here down the stretch. Had a big two-run home run today. We don't get get to hear from Lorenzo Cain too much, but let's do that today here on The Fan. Lorenzo, just because of the, the way last season went, did it strike you at all that that was your first home run here in a little while? Oh, yeah. I honestly didn't even realize that. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely nice to get that one out of the way. So, uh, yeah, it's just happened to contribute you know, to the team. And uh, we've been rolling. So we just, just got to keep it going. Well, how do you feel personally right now? Do you feel like you're, you're starting to get into a groove a little bit? Yeah, I have my days. You know, some days I feel good, some days I don't don't feel that as good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just trying to go out there and give consistent at bats, um, driving runs, um, kind of do it all. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still going. You know, as long as I'm on the field playing, you know, that's all I care about. Lorenzo, well, as a team, is this about – where do you feel like the team is at right now in terms of the way you guys are playing, especially – since the, the All-Star break, is this as good a run as you feel you've been on? Yeah. I mean, we had a great road trip um, and come here uh, and take two out of three from from the Nationals. Um, I mean, couldn't ask for a better start, you know, um, after the All-Star break. So we've been playing playing great. I mean, just got to keep it going. We know we still have, a, you know, the rest of August and then September. Um Nothing's going to be handed to us, so we got to keep pushing. You know, hopefully continue to win series and, you know, hopefully get a few sweeps in there as well. And uh, just try to play consistent baseball down the stretch. Lo, how much are you enjoying seeing the way that Christian's been snapping out of things over the last couple of games? Yeah, as always, a lot of fun when he's he's hitting. I mean, when he's hitting, I feel like we're, we're going as a team. Um, yeah, he's, he's been swinging the bat really well. So, uh, yeah, we definitely need him. You know, we need this entire group to to get to where we want to be and, you know, playoffs and, you know, hopefully World Series and, uh, and just kind of go from there. But uh, the guys are doing a great job as of now, but uh, we know we must keep it going. Lo, you know, we like to get all excited about these series coming up. What what do you make of this, this three-game series coming up against the Reds? Last time they'll be able to, you know, kind of cut into the lead against you guys. Is it is it a big series for you? Yeah, man, we we try to treat all the series, you know, the same. Um, we understand that they're, they're chasing us, and uh, we gotta show up and 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 play our best best baseball against them. Um, you know, definitely definitely you know, some huge games against them. So, uh, yeah, gotta continue to go out there and give it our all, and uh, hopefully we can come out, you know, two out of three from them, and uh, just continue to you know play great baseball down the stretch. Lo, what do you think when you see Aaron Ashby come in today in relief and? feature the kind of stuff that he did? Yeah, you know, I got a chance to watch him a lot down uh, when I was rehabbing down in AAA. Uh, the kid's filthy. I mean, he's throwing mid to upper 90s uh, with a filthy changeup. So, I mean, the guy's absolutely it. He's the real deal. You know, I mean, he has great stuff, you know, and uh, I think he's going to be huge for us, you know, you know, in the September and, you know, hopefully in the playoffs as well. And, uh, yeah, he, he has the stuff. He has the pedigree. So it's about going out there, being consistent, and uh, getting it done on the field. Low being the uh, you know, performer in the postseason and stuff and late in seasons like you have been in the past, are you – is this the time of year that you get even more amped up and more cranked up to play, you know, with, with the games meaning more as time goes on? Yeah, it's always exciting. Um, you know, it's, this is the fun part of the year, you know. Um, rest of the year is, you know, kind of a grind, but – this is, you know, 
you know, the fans are really getting into it. You know, uh, we're really excited, you know, to get to our end goal. Like I said, that was the playoffs and hopefully World Series. And um, yeah, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun down the stretch. And uh, But we have to go out there and get our job done, you know, handle our business, um, make sure we're winning games and, uh, you know, kind of let everything else, you know, kind of fall in place. Might not be anyone more cool than that dude right there. <laughs> I mean, wow. Just just the whole delivery. I've, I've talked to him uh, several times as well. It's just one of the, the nicest guys. Just a, just a, just so cool. All right. Uh, I didn't know this, Evan. I didn't realize that Lorenzo Kane. nobody has mentioned this, just that he acknowledges the fans uh, every first inning that he heads out to center field. Yeah, I witnessed it the last game that I was at. He looked at every single section that was kind of around him, kind of gave a wave, bowed, and then dabbed at him, and I thought it was awesome to see. That's cool. You, you never stop learning about Brewers baseball. That's, that's super cool. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Theme weekend for sure. Uh, we went over the 70s, 80s, 90s. Now the 2000, 2010 decade was acknowledged uh, over the weekend. JS Online has their their you know, all-decade team. I'll have that for you. And also, you want to meet some former brewers? I've got a uh, date and a time for you. That's coming up next year, 1250 AM, The Fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Final few minutes of the show today as the Brewers get the victory today, and they also uh, take the series at the same time, hit their high watermark, 27 games over 500, maintain a seven and a half game lead in the National League Central over the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, so to give you a timeline, tomorrow will be an, a team off day. Brew is not playing today. We'll take a little break, and we'll be back with you. Start of a three-game set, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Cincinnati Reds. And, boy, there's a lot of different ways you can slice and dice that series. So a sweep in either direction, two out of three in either direction. What's it going to do for the rest of the season, et cetera, et cetera. Looking forward to uh, – uh, talking with you guys uh, after the last pitch on Tuesday. But also then if you fast forward a little bit more, there is a um, – okay, let, let's bring in uh, let's bring in the general manager of the Kenosha Kingfish, part of the Northwoods League in the state of Wisconsin here, Ryan Goralski. Ryan, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Well, more important how you are. Okay, so you, <laughs> you contacted me, and your, your first – Initial conversation to me was, "Hey, you know a band that was going to play that that would play an event, and if so, who are they? How much would they be? Would your band be interested in all that?" Now, I will say this, Ryan, and Evan can attest to this. I think the rest of the staff can. Most of the time, I keep the band stuff separate from the radio stuff, but there are events and times where the two worlds do collide, and it makes sense to do both. So. Long story short, we arranged uh, for the band to do an event, but that's not the that's not the big key. The big key is it's a Legends weekend with the Kenosha Kingfish starting on Friday night. It is a home run derby, and folks may recall Ryan that you guys 
hosted the All-Star Game for the Northwoods League and had a home run derby into the harbor. So these kids were, were hitting baseballs into the drink. You've got something similar, but with a lot bigger names. What's going on Friday? Yeah, so I think you're downplaying number one. Uh, your band is a big deal, Tim. I think <laughs> people are going to come out after this. I, I think people are always looking for something to do on a Friday night in in uh, Wisconsin, August night. Uh, live music, a little entertainment, beer, brats, hot dogs, and then we're going to be hitting home runs into the into the harbor. So, yeah, if you want to check it out, in 2016, they actually did one of the coolest all-star games in the history of this league. Uh, they had these college kids hit home runs into the harbor. So literally just into kayaks, and we set up noodles out there. And this year we're going to have a bunch of legends. So we're going to have Jose Canseco, whether you like him or not. I mean, he's going to put on an incredible show. Mm-hmm. Jeff Cirillo, Bill Hall, Jeff Jenkins, Pat Mahomes Sr., Willie Banks, Jamie Odgan, Mitchell Boobin, and then Tristan Jass, who's, uh, those are local guys. And you guys might be wondering what the heck are the three twins doing in there. Well, back in the 80s, it was the Kenosha Twins, and these guys all played here in the 80s, and we've kind of uh, maintained a relationship with them through that. So it's going to be an incredible event, and you're a big part of it. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to – I I just like that it's just different. It, it, it's yeah. just, and, and the, uh, the success that you guys had, uh, and the Northwoods league had with the all-star, uh, festivities and the home run derby down there. So the former brewers then in this derby on Friday, Jeff Jenkins, Bill Hall, Jeff Cirillo, is that right? Yep. Yeah. And then Jose Canseco is going to be in Kenosha this Friday night. Is that true? Yeah, that's true, and we're going to have these guys, and Conseco's kind of done this all over the place, and I'll have to give all the credit to our president, Steve Mallet. He's kind of gone all over. He started, you know, this in the, with the Timber Rattlers back in the day, and it actually used to be like uh, traveling, basically a traveling softball game, and it morphed into driver's thing, and now it's Jordy Nelson's thing. So we're just branching out and doing it on our own now, and what better place to do it in Kenosha, you know, right next to Milwaukee and Chicago, two large markets, and get everybody together, especially after a really tough year for Kenosha, to be frank. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, there's no question about that. It was sad to see my uh, hometown burn to the ground just about. Um, yeah. Okay, so then the the weekend continues on Saturday. There's a celebrity softball game, right? Yep, and that's where we bring in the, the big boppers. Uh, the two biggest names we got are Raleigh Fingers and Bill, or, I'm sorry, Bill Hall. Bill Hall for me. <laughs> uh, <Raleigh laughs> there you Fingers. go. <laughs> Raleigh Fingers and Paul Molitor. So, and then we're gonna have Mike McKenzie, uh, Monty Ball, and then the guys I listed before. And then we're gonna have a bunch of local celebrities, including your son who played for the Kingfish a few years back. So, yeah, it's a really yeah. good way to just get everyone together and have fun at the end of the summer. You know, our season's so brief, and if you haven't gotten out to a Kingfish game or a Northwoods League game, please do. It's a ton of fun. I'm a baseball enthusiast. The reason I got connectivity with you is I've been listening to the show since I was 16 years old, so, you know, 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what better way to, to tie this all together than to get Tim's band to play at this event? Yeah, like I said, the two worlds do collide when it makes sense. And, and you got yeah. the likes of a Raleigh Fingers, Paul Molitor, Jenks, Hall, Cirillo, and these guys. Of course it makes sense. It, it, it just <laughs> does. Now, now we got to follow through with putting on a good show, but it'll be fun. A lot, lot of rock and roll. <laughs> And uh, that'll be this Friday. Uh, where do we go for tickets, or can you just walk up? You can you can walk up for sure. You know, if you want to, it might be a little bit of line. I expect a good walk up down at the harbor. Um, it's fifteen dollars for the derby, and then it's twenty for the night after. And both both events will start at five o'clock, and then uh, the home run derby and game will start at six both nights. So 
Friday at the Harbor and then Saturday at Simmons Field. And if you've never been to Simmons Field, which, Tim, you have, it yeah. kind of eclipses baseball in a nutshell. It's 101 years old this year. We've had so much history there, and, you know, we're a big part of it, obviously. But we've had so many people come through that stadium. Um, you, you can Satchel Page pitch there. So, and a league of their own, the actual teams played there. It's a really cool stadium. So come check it out, you know. If not for the baseball, come check out Tim Allen. Nothing cooler than that. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I think Jeff Jenkins will be a much bigger draw. That's <laughs> Just for sure. Bit. Just a little yeah. bit cooler, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to keep you right here. And, and again, uh, KenoshaKingfish.com. Is that what you said? Kingfishbaseball.com or, or go okay. on our social media. You know, if you don't follow us on Facebook and Instagram, please do. And uh, I'll go ahead and tweet out some some contact information too, and and give a path uh, over Perfect. to folks Appreciate if they, yeah if, if they're interested. All right, since I have you on, Ryan, uh, Brewers did a theme weekend uh, over this weekend uh, as they have. They did a theme weekend of the '70s, the '80s, the '90s. And now this weekend uh, with Ben Sheets and Jeff Jenkins in the the decade uh, of the early 2000, 2000 to 2010, JS Online did this all decade team and they they went by each decade. So here's their their best of the uh, decade early 2000s. All right, so here's what we got. The the best catcher in that 10-year span, Damian Miller. Okay, all right, fine. I'm good with it. Uh, uh, um <laughs> Prince Fielder has to be at first base, no question about it. Second base, Ricky Weeks, without a doubt. Okay, now we're we're getting into some heavy hitters here. Shortstop, you want one guess who that might be? J.J. Hardy. Absolutely. Lock it in. Third base, your boy right there. Bill Hall. Oh, Bill Hall. I thought Casey it, McGee might have edged him out somehow. <laughs> he did have he did have team MVP the one year, that's for sure. Left left field, you gotta go Brawny, center field. Now this one surprised me a little bit, but I didn't really have an alternative. But Mike Cameron, the best center wow. fielder in that ten year span. Um Right fielder, yeah, uh, out of USC, there's Jeff Jenkins, and you can see him Friday and Saturday. Starters, Ben Sheets. This one was interesting. CC Sabathia. Wow. Yeah, for the what few months <laughs> that he was here, he makes the all decade team. Doug Davis is on this list of the all decade team. He might oh, be still God. wrapping up his last start. He pitched so slow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh Dave Bush and Chris Capuano. I miss those days, man. We were we were oh. doing the show in in those days. All good good dudes for sure. That's when I fell in love with with Brewers baseball, man. Those those guys that give me a thrill, and I know not a lot of people do, but I I, I get a kick out of the mid two thousands Brewers. It's it's crazy that you know the uh, a guy like Bill Hall that that's a hero to some folks. It really is. You get oh, yeah. nervous around guys like that. Closer <laughs> uh, Francisco Cordero, the player of the decade, Prince. Fielder, and I, I would agree with most all of that. That's for sure. Well, Ryan Goralski, uh, Kenosha Kingfish general manager, have a great, uh, great uh, event here starting Friday. I'll uh, touch base with you uh, in the next uh, day or two. And uh, for more information, kingfishbaseball.com. A lot of former Brewers, Jose Canseco, Hall of Famers, Molitor. And Raleigh Fingers in Kenosha over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, Tim, That's... I know one question we'll get is, are people going to sign? And we do have an autograph session with, for sure, Paul Molitor. And then the rest of the guys are usually pretty fan-friendly. So I'll just say it that way. Okay, so there is a session with Molly. Yes, 
Yeah. So visit our website for that. Get the information. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Ryan. You take it easy. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Take care. All right. There he is. I, you know, again, uh, when, when the Brewers, uh, former Brewers, uh, collide with, uh, some of my hobbies. Well, I had to add it, right, Evan? Didn't I? Or is that a little selfish? I would have been upset with you if you didn't. Okay. All right. Just, yeah. All right. Uh, day off tomorrow. Tuesday, game one of a big set. Big, big three-game set against the Cincinnati Reds. Let's check the starters, Evan. Yeah, first game we have, uh, I closed my tab, but I know that it is Tyler Mall starting for the Cincinnati Reds. He'll be matched up with Corbin Burns. Ace against, probably ace now. I think you can say Burns is the ace of the ace. Yeah. Yeah, well, for 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 the Reds, I you know I don't know, but Burns, Molly, his numbers right now ten and four with a three point seven eight ERA. Pretty good. Corbin eight and four with that two point one three ERA. A little bit he, better. If he Evan, if he rattles off another good one, I mean, come on. No Walker Bueller, no Wheeler. I don't want to hear it. It's Corbin Burns. I think so. I think every start. We need to start really looking at the Cy Young for Burnsy. We, we do. All right. Uh, for Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. I'll see you again on Tuesday. You've been listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Series victory with the win today, and it makes it easy to smile. Milwaukee, the world will smile back. MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.